Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and pop culture collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zandbergen. Welcome to our show of Dream Chasers and Wealth Makers. We are thrilled to be back in the studio today with a new episode of the Zanbergen Report. I'm proud to bring you the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about sharing what they have learned and what you need to know today. And I'm very pleased to have in studio today not only my friend, publicist, and a mentor, Paula Stoyer, and we have Elsa Wiley, who is currently a mentee uh, in a, um, a new membership or mentorship program. So we're going to talk about that and how that's preparing you for life and what you've learned. So welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having we're me. We're excited to be here. Yeah. Oh, great. So. We're here to, to learn what people have learned and shared. So that's what we're going to find out from you today. All right. All right. So tell us about, tell listeners about this program that you're in. What's it called and what you're doing? Yes. So this is the junior mentor program. So basically what you do is you apply for the program and then you have a variety of options of different positions and jobs, uh, basically across all different fields. And I took that sort of as an opportunity to sort of try and discover something that I might want to do as a career. So it's a really good opportunity to further explore something and see if that's a path that you really want to go down. So I chose the marketing sort of business ideal thing, and uh, I'm really excited to see where it's going. Yeah, that's great. It's nice to get a kind of a head start on that. Yeah, definitely. people don't figure it out until (laughs) (laughs) way past college. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So before we actually even get into that, so it's been, we've all experienced a pretty crazy time in the last 18 yes. months. What's it like <laughs> to be a junior in high school in this pandemic and hopefully I mean, post-pandemic time? Yeah, but. definitely better now. We're in person. We still have to wear masks in school, which is a bummer, but it's really nice to be able to connect again with people. Yeah. Uh, I miss so many of just my school friends. Um, but obviously sophomore year was there where it was fully online, yeah. which was a crazy experience. Um you know, high school, we're kind of supposed to be social, going to football <laughs> games and dances yeah, right. and sort of missed out on that. So it's really great to be back in school and just being able to see all these people. And I went to Battle of the Bay last week, which was the football game between Newport and CDM. Oh, and, right. and it's just really fun to be able to reconnect again. Yeah. You kind of feel like you picked up where you left off or is there some ramp up? Uh, I think I picked up pretty quickly. I've always been a better student, so yeah. it was pretty easy for me, but definitely the shift between online learning and then all of a sudden we're back in person was a lot. Yeah. Just because I've never even had a full year of school in high school. Freshman <laughs> year, you know, end of the year, okay, we're going online. Yeah. All of sophomore year online. Right. All of a sudden back in person and then finally back in person again mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. So constantly shifting, which has definitely been stressful. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Well, great that you're back. Yes. Let's hope it continues. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about the mentorship program. And Paula, you, you know, obviously chime in since you've had some experience. But um, like, what has it meant for your life so far? For me, I think I've always looked for mentors in my life. Um, I just really like connecting with people. And I think with this, it's just been a great opportunity to build a relationship and just have guidance on things. I, I know Paula and I have mm-hmm. talked a lot about uh, what I want to do for college and um, I don't know if you know, but she moved to Texas. And so that was kind of like a big ring for me that like that could be a good thing to move someplace completely different and try something new because yeah. this is the time where I can do that and I can have all the freedom in the world to do that. So I think that that's been something really big for me. Um, and then just 
exploring different pathways. And this has been really great to sort of uh, explore what she's been able to do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So this program has been so interesting for me. So it's my eighth year technically, but I took two years mm-hmm. off because to your point, I was in between California and mm-hmm. Texas. And so I've actually had six mentees. And I say this every year. I say, gosh, I feel like I got the best mentee. But then I say that every year because, <laughs> because they're all so amazing. And I think one thing that is so neat about you, Elsa, is that you have the awareness, I think, to take in so much of what we talked about. Like when I shared, hey, listen, it, you know, it was early 30s. I decided to pick up and, you know, try something new in Texas and be between Texas and California. You had the wherewithal to go you know what, I understand the benefit of doing that. How could that apply to my life? And mm-hmm. I think that makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah. that's so great. <laughs> What's a, give me like a, a typical day or typical week for you. How much of it is class? What are you doing outside of class? How much does mentorship, how much time is allocated towards that? So a normal day for me is school, 8 to one thirty, And then I'm a sailor, so my sport is sailing. So I do that usually two times a week. And then I also have a job. Um, I'm a sailing coach, so okay. I do that three days a week. Okay. Um, so I'm pretty busy. Um, so when we do have our meetings, mm-hmm. it's great to really take a little bit bit of time outside of my busy schedule and just focus on more of my future and what I want to do and really have some time to talk about that. So I think that that has been really helpful because I am so busy that it's sometimes hard because I get so wrapped up in the now, and it's it's fun to sort of look at the future and see what could be. Yeah. I think that's such a key takeaway. You said to have time to think about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I live that. I have such a crazy busy schedule, but to be able to take 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes to think about your decisions, that could change your entire trajectory Absolutely. of what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So. And of course, I need to make the comment you're a classic underachiever from all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I say that all AP classes, like, you know, AP. captain of everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I thought I was busy, then I met Elsa. Perfect match. <laughs> um, the uh, mentorship meetings, is it is it a meeting of just like information gathering and what like Paula yeah. is coaching you or is there like implementation from that meeting? So, so far we did our interview. Did she um, give you homework? I should (laughs) next meeting I'll say Bart said too (laughs) Um, yeah but so uh, last time we met up we did a social meeting so basically just talking about anything sort of out there and just uh, getting to know each other better Mm -hmm. and sort of building that relationship of mentor mentee Mm -hmm. yeah I mean that's basically all we've done so far this is like my first um, job shadow yeah Um, so after this we're going to go sort of talk about the process and everything Mm -hmm. um but yeah, it's just sort of getting yep. experience about the job. So you use the word shadow. Is that kind of the plan where like, here's a typical day of Paula and uh-huh. you're bouncing around, doing your writing, doing your PR, all that stuff. So she'll just watch what you do. Uh huh. No. Yeah. Every year has been a little different with my mentees, but yeah, this is the first one I've been blessed to have on your show. So this oh. is a whole new experience <laughs> that the other five did not get. Well, that's Special. great. I feel honored. <laughs> Um, so tell me about sailing. How'd that become part of your life? So I've grown up sailing. Uh, funny thing. I actually did not like sailing at all as a child. I don't Um, think I knew that actually. I, yes, I did not like sailing at all. I would cry and do anything I could to get out of sailing. Um, but when I entered high school, you start going into a bigger boat, a two person boat, which is called an FJ. 
and that completely changed things for me. I'm a very social person. I love working together with people. And so as soon as I, you know, went into this bigger boat, it was I'm collaborating with somebody and I'm working towards a goal with another person and I just can be social. And I think that that really, really changed sailing for me. And I started to really, really, really love the sport and love the competitiveness of it and how unique it is because it's not like other sports where you know you take the bus to your game it's like (laughs) we all stay in a hotel together and we travel and so it's just been really really fun and just getting closer with my teammates has been really great so i'm going to make sure i understand this so when you were sailing as a child it wasn't like with your family on a big sailboat no so they're these they're like eight feet they're called a sabbat and it's just one person in the boat. So <laughs> I've been doing that since I was, I want to say, six or seven. Wow. And I've done that every summer since I first started doing that. And then throughout the seasons, I'll do like a fall or a spring program. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't think I liked it as much. Just I was also sort of scared. Uh, yeah. But I've really grown to love it a lot. Yeah. But did your family sail? Did you? Yes. Okay. So my uh, mom... Uh, she grew up in Riverside, but she had a summer house in Newport. So yeah. she was part of the yacht club and would do sailing here and there. And then my dad moved here from Virginia, and he loved sailing. And he started sailing probably around like 12, and so they've both okay. grown up sailing. So it's in the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I point out one thing that I think is so cool? You're the only female, correct, on your team? I'm not the only one, but there are uh, only three, four, four of us. I Yeah, four. four out of how of many? Us. Uh, 18. I just love 19. that. She's breaking into yeah. a male-dominated yeah. oh, industry, which yeah. I think sure. is huge. Yes. Yeah. Sailing has definitely been male-dominated for a long time, and yeah. it's really great, actually, in the recent years, we've had a lot of women sailors who've, uh, you know, just been really striving for great things. Mm-hmm. One of my assistant coaches right now, um, she's a really, really, really talented sailor, and so it's been really great having her, too, as an influence, uh-huh. uh, and just showing that, like, we can as women can do the same thing that the guys can on the team. In the kids that you teach in your job, Mm -hmm. what's the split of male-female? Is it more boys? It's definitely more boys. It is. Mm -hmm. So still. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? But you're helping change that. I I hope I can. (laughs) (laughs) And excuse my ignorance. So when you compete, is it all speed or is it tactical? Everything, all all of the above, just because we have to be – you know, taking in wind shifts on the water and if there's current and if there's swell and mm-hmm. if there's other boats out on the course and, uh, you know, and then also just making sure your boat is fast and making sure when you're, you know, switching back and forth from different sides of the boat that you're doing it quickly and uh, to the best of your ability. So there's a yeah. lot of That's influences. Lot yes. Yeah. And then, of course, the weather is a huge influence, uh, which I think is a big difference between sailing and other sports is if you play soccer, you can still play if it's raining, but if it's lightning and stormy, (laughs) probably not a good idea. Probably not to go out. uh, Not a good idea to go out on the water. Okay. All right. Um, What do you think are some important life lessons you've learned from sailing? Life lessons. Probably never giving up, even when it gets difficult. And along with being another in the boat with another person, I think, I've learned a lot about collaborating with somebody and understanding that when you're sailing your boat, you know, there's another person there and yeah. you have to work as a team. And if you're not going to work as a team, then you're not going to do well. 
And so that's really taught me that, you know, it's not all about you, you, you. And you really have to listen to what that other person is saying and take in uh-huh. their input in order to be successful. So I think it's actually really, really taught me a lot to have that collaborate collaboration. Yeah. Mm, kind of sounds like the same skills you need in a marriage. Absolutely. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I'm like, I can apply that to so many things right yeah. now. Partnership, yeah. marriage. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So you're a junior. You got to be starting to think about college and college prep. That's that's mm-hmm. happening a- as we SAT, speak. SAT, ACT stuff. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Getting all the classes down. Yeah. And as far as you know right now, marketing, communication? Is that? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. But, I mean, who knows? <laughs> What, um, and I ask this because um, I'll tell you why I ask it after I ask it. Okay. All right. So are there any skills, especially like financial, that you feel that you either need and or think that you're going to get in high school to prep you? I think that I, so in junior high, I took a life skills class and we learned some finance stuff in that, which I think was helpful. But I think as of now, I haven't gotten a lot. Um I'm thinking next year of taking, they uh, have a business class at our school. So I think next mm. year I might take that. It's yeah. a, it's just like a physics, uh, fi- uh, woo, business co- uh, course. And yeah. then there's also an entrepreneur class, which I've sort of thought mm. about maybe taking, yeah. which is interesting. Oh, wow. Um, but as of now, I haven't gotten a lot of financial aid. My dad's a commercial real estate broker. So mm. he's taught me a lot about finance and yeah. sort of what to do with your money. Mm. Um, but... Not so much at school. Yeah. So the, the reason I ask is, uh, and Paul and I have been mm-hmm. talking about it, I, I feel, I think back when I was in high school and then when my kids graduated high school, it just doesn't appear that there's really a lot of preparation to no. catapult the child into, uh-huh. I'm going to say something very old-fashioned, like how to write a checkbook, how to oh, understand. yeah. I mean, do you have a checkbook? I, I won't. I have a checkbook, but I don't ever really don't write checks. <laughs> Pretty sure that applies That's to most all. of us, actually. <laughs> Bad example, but um, you know, understanding credit and credit cards. Right. Better, uh-huh. better yeah, example, 100%, right? Yeah. yeah, debit cards. Understand mm-hmm. your balance. I mean, just just basic stuff. Yeah. Um, and actually, now an idea is not only the book we talked about, but maybe teach a class. In Absolutely. High yeah, I there, think so. I mean, I think back to when I left for college. Gosh, there were so many things that. Listen, I was in all the AP classes like you. I was taking advantage of every opportunity. There was just so much that I didn't understand, yeah. right? I'd heard of it. Mm-hmm. I heard the buzz terms, but oh. the meat and potatoes of what I needed to know, no clue. I think I got that closer to 30. It was yeah. a yeah, lot, of, lot of wasted years. I mean, you're. I think I was on the same track as you all. So, you know, calculus, you know, was my oh, last gosh. math class, Ugh. right? How much calculus do I use every day? Right. Not I'm much. not. I'm not taking it. I'm going to take you AP stats out. next year. Oh. Instead Better of, choice. Uh-huh. Good choice. Agreed. But my point is calculus versus just understanding checkbook de- and credits and debits. Yeah. I mean. Or understanding your credit score. Mm-hmm. How is that affected? Yeah. Right? What can you do pro yeah. and con? I mean, yeah. these are things, gosh, I wish I knew. Buy a car, lease a car. I, there's right. so All many these things. They're, they're pretty basic. You but know, important. In the grand scheme. Very important. And the point is, I don't think that most kids know this coming out of, out of high school. Right. Probably and not even out of college sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I know for me, again, math wasn't my strong suit. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but a lot of these things were just intimidating for me, even well into my 20s. And a lot of it, I think I was only intimidated because I didn't understand. If I had information, I wouldn't have been intimidated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes a big difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. 
thinking about that one. It's good food for thought. Yeah, it is good food for thought. Um, so any big plans this year? Are, any, are there dances or are they having them this year? Uh, they did have. Um, was it homecoming? They had homecoming. I wasn't able to go because I was sailing. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's okay. Keep which sailing. is a bummer, but um, I believe they're doing all of the dances. So I think this year I'm going to go to prom and then all the other ones that I can, especially since last year I wasn't I able know. to go to any of them. Oh, right. So my freshman year, I think the only dance that we had was winter formal that was the only one that i went to so that's you know that's another thing i've sort of missed out on that high school experience Mm -hmm. were um did you have to wear a mask at the homecoming oh um i think i think it was outside and so i think that they were sort of sort of lenient on it yeah um such a crazy time i know all these things right (laughs) just interesting Paul, do you want to add anything on the on the mentorship? It feels like we need to talk about that some more. Yeah, you know, I I got involved um, from a, a good friend of mine, Greer Wilder, who owns mm-hmm. Greer's OC. Um, just thought they needed somebody in PR, and so it worked out. But it's true what they say. You go into the program thinking, "Oh, I'm I'm doing this truly to serve you and help others." The truth of the matter is every single year I have gotten so much more out of it by working (laughs) with these amazing mentees Mm -hmm. than I feel I've given. And I know that argument can go both ways, but every mentor in this program feels the same way because every year we do our luncheon and there's a hundred of us and we all are in different fields at different ages and we say the same thing. Giving truly gives back more than you ever know. Yeah. It really does. And so I love this program. I will do it as long as I can. And what's cool is I'm, I don't want to say friends, but I'm still connected with all mm-hmm. of the women I have mentored. So mm-hmm. for me now with, you know, six underneath my belt, right, yeah. I have girls who have graduated college and are yeah. on to do really amazing things in life. And yeah. so it's um, it comes full circle for me, which is really kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Do you have an idea of what you're like, your ideal job is in that, in that if in that space, if assuming you you stay in the space, not an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think definitely working with people in whatever field I go to mm-hmm. is going to be something that I want to do. Uh, just because I'm, like I said earlier, pretty social and I feel that I can get along with people pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think Elsa would be an amazing sports broadcaster. <laughs> I really do. I think she'd be awesome. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Social, you're in it. It's a team. It's male dominated, but there are a few a handful of women oh, that do great. She would do, do just fine. Are you <laughs> kidding? Do great. Mark my words. I said it here first. If that ends up happening, I will send you the podcast. <laughs> do you follow other sports? Uh, I love sports. I always oh. watch baseball with my dad. Yeah. Uh, during football season, we usually watch football, sometimes hockey. I've gone to a few hockey games. Yeah. When, when we can. <laughs> but not as much time anymore to follow them. Yeah. But. One thing that I think is really cool about Elsa when I talk about things that set her apart is, you know, we hear this buzzword diversity quite a bit these days. And it's been so cool to get to know about your twin Mm -hmm. who is so different than Elsa. But I love the way that you talk about your twin because they're (laughs) like best friends, but they're basically just opposites, right? Yeah, pretty different. Sister or brother? Sister. Okay. Completely different. She look like you? Nope. Fraternal. No, fraternal. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't look like you and doesn't... Doesn't same act. interests. Yeah. We're both artsy um, and we're both sportsy, but I'm more of the sports and she's more of the arts. Mm-hmm. She goes to an art school, uh-huh. OSHA. So 
Uh, she's, you know, pretty specialized on that. And then, but just personality-wise, we're completely different. The way that we look at things is completely different. <laughs> so, yeah. That's so funny. But I love the way that, like, you speak so beautifully about that. And I think that's one thing that is coming from Gen Z is the ability to see all sides. Mm -hmm. You know? And listen, I'm a millennial. We have our own things that we're known (laughs) for. But I think Gen Z has this really special way of going, hey, listen, it's not black and white. Mm -hmm. There's lots of shades of gray. And those are also okay, too. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Um, I had this conversation recently with um, some older clients about the younger generation, you. Okay. So um, do you have your driver's license yet? Yes. Okay. What we're finding is that most kids don't my, even care. My twin doesn't. Okay. She uh-huh. doesn't She yeah. doesn't even have her permit yet. Okay. And just no interest. Nope. My okay. brother got it when he was 17, almost 18. Yeah. So, Paul, you're way younger <laughs> than me, but still, I mean, did you not get your driver's license the day you turned 16? Oh, I was, I think 15 and a half. I, I was yeah. getting my permit. permit. Are you kidding? Yeah. I was just Same. in line dragging my mom. I couldn't yeah. wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How about you, Danielle, over there? How old did you get your driver's license immediately? Yeah, as soon as I could, I went and got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I, I think there was a shift more like your sister. So yes, you're, you're for more sure. Like, I have a few friends who yeah. just, it's not really that big yeah. of a deal for them. Isn't okay. that crazy? Next question. So are, do you have a burning desire to have the house with the picket fence that you own? And I say this versus, like, eh, it doesn't matter. I'll live in a loft. I'll rent. I'll, I'll be more mobile, less tied down. That's a good question. Uh, I think I am actually more, like, I want to get a house when I'm older. I yeah. want to get married. I want to have kids. You're an old soul. Yeah, she is 100%. That's why like we get along so well. I know. But I think, you know, t- under- how about your friends and your sister? I think Claire, my sister, she definitely is more of the move around type. I yeah. think in our like younger, like under 25, uh, like 27 and under, yeah. I think definitely moving around a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Going to, you know, s- being in cities and just yeah. really living that, you know, life that's very different from what I've grown up in because I've grown up in that sort of, you know. Yeah. White picket fence yeah. house. Yeah. And so I want to experience different, but I think that yeah. at the same time, it's also rooted in me to sort of do that and, you know, have kids and raise a family just because yeah. I, I love kids. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you can see where I'm coming from, right? Oh, that, completely. Yeah. Because I know yeah. so many 20 somethings, yeah. the last thing they want is to buy a house. Yeah. They don't want to be tied down. Yeah. It's They don't want to have kids, too. That's, that's I know. getting yeah. a lot bigger uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of my friends don't want to have kids. Oh, really? Or even get so married. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, big shifts generation to generation. Mm-hmm. So at your ripe old age of <laughs> 16, 17, <laughs> wherever you're at, six, uh, 16. I know. <laughs> Um, what would you feel is your, so far, okay, this is going to change over time, but what yes. is your ultimate lesson learned in life? Ooh. Oh. It's a tough question for someone older, but <laughs> really yeah. tough for a 16-year-old. Hmm. I think that for me, being kind mm. is like, obviously I haven't experienced a lot in life, so I'm sure other things, like you said, will come. But I think at this age, really just being kind to people is something that I always try to do because you just never know what's happening in people's lives. And, you know, you could be experiencing something horrible and the person sitting next to you, you know, on the bus could be too. And so I think kindness can just do so many things in life. And if you're kind, you know, 
things are going to happen for you and good opportunities are going to come and you're just going to build really strong, good relationships with people. Yeah. Which I like to How's think is, is something that I've done so far. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that is probably one of the best answers that I yeah. have heard in a <laughs> long time. So thank you for that. It's so true. Yeah. In my mind, I'm going like, I have three kids. If you, if I had one more, and like if something happened, you need. To, I just want you to know. <laughs> just yeah, amazing, so beautiful. Uh. All right, I'm gonna lighten the uh, topic a little bit. What are your like? What are your guilty pleasures when you're not training? You probably train pretty hard for your sailing and your yeah. studies. So like, yeah. when you all, like. I love baking. I love reading. A good book, really. I told me. you, old soul like me. Oh That's me. <laughs> I know. No um, video games, no pizza. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll junk out on food. Don't worry. Um, spending time with my friends. Yeah. Just, you know, doing goofy stuff with them. I have a pretty goofy friend group. Um, yeah. So just, you know, crafting with them or going out and doing fun things. Yeah. Uh, spending time with my sister. I yeah. don't actually get to spend a lot of time with her because we're both so busy. So yeah. uh, getting to find that time is always really nice. You both live at home or? Yeah. Where, okay. Her school's yeah. local too, right? Yeah. Okay. OSHA, Santa Ana. Yeah. Uh, but she gets out of school at 4.30. Oh. So she's gone all day. Yeah. And then with your school and your job, mm-hmm. you guys are. Yeah. Phew. <laughs> all right. Paula, anything else that we should? No. I just thank you for having us on today. It's yeah. been a pleasure. I've loved, you know, being a fly on the wall and listening. So yeah. thank yeah. you thank for you. being here. Yeah, so thanks so much for taking time out of your very busy day. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. You've been a pleasure. Aww. All right, thank you. thank you. And I want to thank everyone who has tuned in, and we look forward to being back in the studio next week. Cheers. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting podcast.bartzanbergen.com. The Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. The contents of this podcast episode do not constitute an offer of securities or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities and may not be relied upon in making an investment decision related to any investment offering Access Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Access does not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the information contained herein. Opinions are our current opinions and are subject to change without notice. Prices, quotes, rates are subject to change without notice. Generally, investments are not FDIC insured, not bank guaranteed and may lose value. Brokerage services are offered through to Sarah Capital, member FINRA.